Welcome back, guys. This is Elo, and we are here for another episode of All Out Necessity. Tonight, I have comedian, actor, creator, Rod Minger. Oh, that was a great intro. That, that was good. I'm that was good. If, if the intro wasn't I was good, I was going to boo you. <laughs> you are going to boo me? Oh, my God. I was prepared for that intro to be trash, and I'm sorry. I was, ma'am, one of these. Do trash intro. No, that was good. That was good. I, I was very impressed. I'm like, that was good. Of course, of course. And you know, I, I didn't know if it was Minger, Minger. Oh no, you did not. Don't be disrespectful. I was, I was just. It's Minger. It's spelt like Minger. It's Minger. Yeah. It's spelt like Ringer, Singer, Dinger, Binger, 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 all those things. Clinger. See, you now you're reaching. I'm, okay, stick to your show. Okay, go okay ahead. I was just saying. Okay, you it's know. okay. Not a big deal. Well, first, thank <laughs> you so much for bringing me merch. You yeah, guys, man. he brought me merch. Listen, the hashtag says Rod Minger said it. Hilarious. That's what I do, man. I always hilarious. try to spread, spread some hilarious cheer it. everywhere. Oh my gosh. I hope I can get a make makeup on it. Uh, don't do that yet, because don't stain it. Because that don't would, stain it. That would kind of take away from the brand. But you know what? Don't but I, I like you, though. You have the breast cancer awareness color on. Yeah, man. I wanted to represent this year because uh, I missed out on doing it last year. So this year I wanted to do it. Uh, yeah. I just kind of try to push a couple of them and, you know. Let them know we see what's going on. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Even in the dark times, whether you lost somebody or you got somebody that's battling with it right now, uh, don't hold on to the darkness of it. Just try to find something hilarious in the spirit to keep the spirits lifted high. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. My grandmother, she passed from breast cancer. But she was funny. Like, everything she said, she was very serious, but it made everybody laugh. See, I'm from the South. That's how my grandmother was. She was the meanest lady on the block, but she was also the most hilarious lady on the block. Listen. I, uh, I chop up my comedy, my comedic timing to her. She was so yeah. funny to me, man. So she was also hilarious, but she did not die of breast cancer, but you know, she was yeah, hilarious. She couldn't put them cigarettes down. Oh. Then there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom used to be a chain smoker. Yeah. We but, didn't realize it until we became a- My grandmother actually smoked a cigarette in the hospital. So, you know. She was one of those. She was that was hilarious though. It was like, you know, maybe you should stop. You can add four years. She was like, whatever. You know, that's how she was. That was her energy. So <laughs> she was confident in everything that she did. So I, I, I You know, I just watched a special about I think Billy Holiday. Yes. That scene when she was in the uh hospital, she did have I haven't seen it yet. You have to. I'm not even going to tell you don't about it. Don't ruin it for me. I don't want you to ruin that for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'll, even going to tell you, but you got to see. I but that tell. lady did a great, whatever her, the actress name is, superb. She needs to be Oscar nominated or something. Uh, I got to see it because now you might be, don't don't oversell it then. No, no, no. Oh, I'm being like serious. Okay. I really love black cinema and I don't say it unless I really mean it. So okay. it, it was really good. I like that. Just know it was really good. I no. think it was. I won't say that, but... Now, as you said, I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch you, that tonight. You tonight, have to. I'm watching Billie Holiday. You have to. Okay, that's what's happening. Please do. I want you to. Okay, okay. so, besides watching Billie Holiday, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been on Survivor's Remorse. Yes. The game... But first of all, Survivor's Remorse. Yeah. When was this? Uh, I was on season... What was that? Season three? Season three. I was... Do you remember when Mike Epps uh, was killed off the show? No. Okay, well, that was a, he had a bad car accident on the show, and I was the doctor at the hospital. You were the doctor? Yeah, yeah I, was, I played a guy named Dr. Hugo, which is hilarious. Uh, you don't look like a Hugo. I don't look like a Hugo. <laughs> I, do, I do not look like a Hugo, man, but uh, that was a that was a great moment for me yeah. uh, for a couple of reasons. I got to meet Mike Epps in person yeah. for the first time, so that was kind of cool. That's Even though I didn't get to talk to him, you know, he had to be really secretive because nobody was supposed to know that he was dying that off the is. show. Yeah. And then uh, I got to work with uh, Ron Rico, who was a really, really great actor, man. You know, Ron Rico, he was uh, the co-star of yeah. the show. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, he's this really nice guy, man. And uh, he did something for me on set that I'll never forget. You know, when you're a day player, when you just come in for like one day only, yeah. like you have the most pressure on you. Yeah. Because the stars get to be stars. Mm -hmm. The day player, you almost damn near have to be perfect. <laughs> and you're sitting there and, you, and you know, nobody's talking to you because you're not the star. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. and you're like, man, I just really wish I could run these lines out loud. Yeah. And Ron Rico walks up to me, man. Hey, Rod, you want to run lines? I'm like, bruh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, man, the, the the relief I had that he yeah. walked up to me like that, then Jesse, uh, uh, the uh, the lead, he comes over as well, like, yeah, let's do it. So we all kind of got in a circle, and we ran it over like four or five times, and I'm like, yo, this is this is really, really dope, man. And then uh, a lesson I learned from Survivor's Remorse is about uh, the power of um, the mental. So mm -hmm. let me tell you what happened. Mm -hmm. So when I was auditioning for Dr. Hugo, I had two auditions for Survivor's Remorse. Mm -hmm. There was Dr. Hugo, and there was a guy named Uncle Bernie, okay. right? So I get the email for the audition from my agent, and uh, Dr. Hugo is four pages long. Okay. So automatically, I'm like, yo, I want to book Dr. Hugo because I want to be a doctor. And that's four pages. That's definitely going to probably be a recurring character. They can right. probably bring me back. You know, I can come back. I can try to date Tachina Arnold. You know, I'm already, I'm already playing it out. I'm, I'm, I'm a doctor. She's going to be at the hospital. I can hit on her. Yeah. I can help them write this. This is going to be great, right? right. So uh, was it Uncle Bernie, Cousin Bernie? It was, it was a cousin. He was like the cousin of the, the family. Cousin. His... Uh, his lines were one one line, okay. and I still remember it to this day. It was, hey, y'all don't have no chicken on this plane? <laughs> that was the line. Yeah. So I looked at it, boom, throw that away. I got that memorized. I don't care about that. He's That guy's whatever. Yeah. I need to be Dr. Hugo. I go on set. I'm on set for two days mm -hmm. as Dr. Hugo. I'm in and out. The cousin was on the next three seasons. No! Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. So I learned from that, uh, don't take any audition lightly yeah. because it can be a one-liner that, that can change, change your life and open yeah. you up for something way bigger because sure. I was in and out for with sure. my four pages. I mean, I read all four pages mm -hmm. and I was in and out. And the cousin, he became a recurring character. And every time I see the guy, I know him personally. Every get time that, I see him, I get that little knot in my stomach yeah. like, ah, I didn't even look at the cousin. Yeah, he killed that audition. He, he killed it. Yeah. Y'all ain't got no chicken on this plane. That was the line. <laughs> I still remember it. That's, that's So that was my uh, takeaway from Survivor's Remorse. Okay, cool. And the game. Oh, the game. That was my first uh, television appearance. And I learned a valuable lesson from that. First thing, it was great because this is when the game was the game. Like, okay. everybody's watching. Which just, season? This is when it first came back to BET. Okay. So I played a church usher at the church. Uh, they was at this VIP church, and I, I was treating Melanie and Darren really bougie, whatever, whatever. And uh, I, this is my first time on television, so I don't really know how to act on set. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I don't really know, you know, how to be. And then I'm looking at... First day, I love this show. Yeah. And here I am talking to Darren and Melanie in the scene. Right. And, you know, Melanie's really, really nice, and Darren was cool as well. And uh, I just remember, like, it was a big deal to me. I was so excited. And I remember when I got the email, like, yo, your episode comes on January the 31st, 2011. And, man, I made a flyer. I had a flyer, y'all. Man, everybody, man, tune into the game. I'm going to be on there. It's my first television appearance. I'm so excited, right? Mm -hmm. And then the trailer starts playing for the episode. Mm -hmm. I'm in the trailer. Really? So I'm saying a line in the trailer. Right. Right? And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, that's crazy, man. Wait till they see my other two scenes. Yeah. The episode comes on, I see the scene that was in the trailer. And then the next scene was way past what I should have said. Oh. So it was cut. 
Okay. So my Hollywood moment with the game was the trailer playing the trailer. every week, oh. playing every day for two weeks. <laughs> and everybody, I mean, people were, uh, that's when Twitter was really hot. Yeah. Uh, everybody was on Twitter like, oh, my boy Rob Mink gonna be on the game from Steelman, <laughs> from Alabama, Alabama stand up. And uh, my scene was uh, right this way. And then it ended. And then I walked off. I'm like, man, they could have gave that line to an extra. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned, man, uh, yeah. when you're on television, always watch it first. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen. They can yeah. chop you up really bad. That won't even make it on my reel. Yeah, I know a few people who have done that to where they were really excited and yes. their scene was not even included. Not even the trailer. Oh, I've seen that too. It was just not even included. So... Yeah, I've learned uh, every other television appearance I've had, or even commercials. Yeah. Uh, I didn't say anything until I actually seen it myself. Yeah. So I learned that. But uh, I tell people, I, that's not my worst moment. Um, I got cut out of a movie while I was on set. Really? And guess what movie it was? Which one? Ride Along. You lying? Yes, I was playing, I uh, I was playing an EMT at Ride Along. So when Lawrence Fishburne, uh, when he got shot at the end, yeah. I was supposed to be EMT. Like, hey, man, you okay? You good? You need anything? I mean, I mean, just book that. Audition for that. And then uh, <laughs> I actually put the outfit on, the EMT outfit on, zipped it up. Somebody took a picture of me. I was, I was hyped again. But I'm still not going to say nothing until I see it. Yeah. But I put the outfit on, and then this random guy walks up like, hey, man, have you ever worked a gurney? I said, a what? He said, a gurney. Oh, uh, no. I mean, but he like, so you're going to push one of the top black actors on earth in a gurney if you've never worked one? I said, I'm just pushing it, right? He makes a phone call. Hey, like, I don't know what he said. But five minutes later, they came and took my outfit off of me and used the real ambulance. And I had to sit there because it was one of those locations where you had to drive your car somewhere and they drive you somewhere else. Yeah. So I was on set from 4 p.m. to 7 a.m. And I wasn't in the movie. Yeah, man. I've had some experiences, man. They've been really, really great. That's why I started taking up stunt classes. Like oh, You can have that, too. Man, I, I'm just like, I'm not going to not know. If you're going to put me on there, I want to know everything about everything. Just in case you'd be like, anybody know how me? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> I wish I took a stunt class. I had a drop kick uh, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart right then. Ah! <laughs> I'm just trying to get a shot in the movie. This ain't nothing personal. I just want to be in the movie. <laughs> Right there, it's oh all good. Though. It was cool though. It was cool. Yeah, oh, cool. So you've done over twenty stage plays. Yes, a lot of Chitlin Circuit though. A lot of Chitlin a lot Circuit. Of, oh man. Any man. Tyler Perry? No, never Tyler Perry. Uh, I auditioned for one, but uh, you know I can't sing. Not at all. Not even a little but bit. But they didn't have all singers. Maybe one or <coughs> two people. But a person of my caliber, they would want me to sing the, the comedy. Yeah, they that's want you true. To sing. You know, you compete with Mr. Brown. That's Shout true. out to David Mann. Uh, you know, you got to compete with that. So that, yeah. was, that wasn't my lane. Uh, I moved here. Uh, the first player of a book was called uh, The Law Doesn't Sent Me a Man. I did that play for six months, man. And that, uh, that play introduced me to a lot of different places, man. Uh, I think every other play I booked was somehow tied to that so play that because of the cast directors that came. Mm. Uh, the networking events we went to to promote that play, uh, the people that just were actually in the audience. I mean, it just, it opened up a lot of windows, man. So I've had a lot of six degrees of separation type of bookings in my career thus far. Awesome. Yeah, man, I, I try to keep it positive, man. Yeah, so you say you're from Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. Roll Montgomery. Time. Yeah, the gump, as we call it. We call it the, <laughs> the gump. gump. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that. No, you're not from there. I, Re I relax. Can't, I can't relax. say it. Calm, watch, watch your mouth. I'm just. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was just repeating what you said. Nah, nah, I can't the say gump. the gump. Not I mean, from the gump, man. Yeah. Down south, born and raised, man. I mean, you sound like it. I so. sound country, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I'll take that. But I, I do too sometimes, you know. You have like a New Orleans accent, even though you're from Miami. That's what, what that's what they say. Yeah, I don't know what, what happened. Did 
Did you do some traveling back and forth? Uh, some gumbo got mixed up and, there, there you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's not about me. It's about you. Oh, okay. It's about you, Sam. Okay. Well, back to me then. Yes, back to you. Back <laughs> to you. Back to you. Okay. So, um, Disney Cruise Line. Yes. Your host. Yes. Uh, Tell us about that. So, I... Uh, which is, uh, I did Disney Cruise Lines for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I met my beautiful fiance, Jasmine. <laughs> yes, uh, she uh, was Princess Tiana, and I was the adult MC. And uh, one of the funniest things about Disney Cruise Lines, till this day, I have no idea how I got that job. <laughs> I never applied. What? Never auditioned. Didn't even know that the position I had was even available. I'm sitting at my computer one day, and I get an email that's, uh, that said WDW, whatever the person's name was, at Disney.com. Send me an email like, hey, how would you, would you be interested in being a club host for Disney Cruise Lines? And I was like, my response to that email for the top entertainment company in the world was, I'm sorry, uh, what is that? <laughs> and she asked me, uh, did I have Skype? I'm like, yeah. She's like, can I Skype you right now? I'm like, sure. So I Skype her. I was sitting there and she's like, I have on a button up shirt and a tie and some underwear. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm basically talking to who's about to connect me to Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I think it's just some type of spam call, like some type of, I don't know what I thought it was. A lady named Megan Dean, which hilarious that, you know, I haven't seen her since. But uh, she's like, uh, so Rod, so what made you interested in working with us? And I'm like, uh, like I said in the email, ma'am, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> And she just bust out laughing. And she's like, that's so funny. She's like, but I have your resume right here, your headshot. I'm like, yep, that's me, but I don't know how you got it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So she was like, well, you know, we do contracts like five or six months, and would you be interested in that? I'm like, well, I'm going to need you to tell me more about the job, because right. I don't really know what's going on. Because right. you know, y'all can fly me out there, and I could be in the back cooking or something. <laughs> I don't know. And that's not what I want to sign up for. Yeah. You know, I just, that, that wasn't my, my passion right then. Yeah. And then so she started telling me about, yeah, you're going to be hosting all the adult parties. You're going to be at, there's a club where you're going to be the manager of the club. And, you know, uh, you're going to work with all this entertainment crew. And y'all going to do, like, all these cool things. And you're going to host the comedy shows. I'm like, what? And I was like, how much does it pay? And she's like, just did the third. I'm like, what? I'll be there. <laughs> and she just bust out laughing. She's like, can I have my manager give you a call? I'm like, yeah. So he calls me the next day. He has a University of Tennessee flag sitting behind him. And I go, you're an SEC man. Don't you know about the SEC? I said, I'm an Alabama guy. He's like, oh, man, y'all kick our butts every year. And we, we talked about football for 10 minutes. And after we got through talking about football, he said, hey, man, can I fly you to Orlando? I was like, as long as you're paying. <laughs> right. And they fly me to Orlando, first class. I do the weirdest audition I've ever had in my life. Mm. I had to do a seven-minute uh, clean comedy set for a crowd of four. And they weren't there to laugh. They were there to take notes. Yeah. And then I did that comedy set. And then uh, they asked me 100 what-if questions. Mm. And then they sent me this dance uh, to learn uh, that was from some Disney show. And which was weird because I was like 32, 33. So the knees were already done with the dancing, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it took me like a week to learn this dance. And then uh, I had to do it. And then they was like, can you do it again? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And they was like, they're writing their notes, they're whispering, you know. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, let's go upstairs. So go upstairs to where they have the sailaway party, which is mm. where the ship takes off. And everybody on the ship is upstairs. Yeah. But when I go up there, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's there. They're like, uh, this guy hands me the mic. He was the crew threat at the time. A guy named Christian Abbott hands me the mic. He's like, okay, Rod, so you're up here. There's 6,000 people here. Go. And I went, I did whatever I did, and they took the mic back. And the lady's like, you know what? You're hired. Mm. And that was the next three years of my life. Awesome. I've been everywhere, man. I've been all up and through. I've been all through Alaska, all through Mexico, through the Panama Canal. Uh, I know everything there is to know about Port Canaveral in Orlando. Like, 
I went to Disney World for the first time as a grown man, which yeah. is hilarious. You know, my family, we was a Six Flags family because, you know, you got discounts uh, yeah. from keeping the cans. See, you don't know yeah. about that. See, that's, that's the struggle we grew we up We know with. Disney. You had to hold on to the cans. <laughs> Y'all know Disney. See, we was, we was Six Flags babies. And I ain't talking about, like, vacation either. I'm talking about collect those cans, put everybody in the Astro van, drive to Six Flags. We got sandwiches packed in a book bag. We're going to eat them at Six Flags, and we're driving back the same night. Oh, yeah, no, no. We, yeah, did that's how we, did the, we did the same thing. That was us. So yeah, we, we I was a grown man lunch. going to Disney for the first time. And it was it was an amazing experience. And like I said, I found my wife there. So that was great too. Awesome. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what new projects you have? You were telling us earlier. Yes, man. So I got a phone call today. Uh, I'm going to do a contract called the HBCU Experience, where I'm going to go to all the HBCU Classic games. The Magic City Classic, the Gulf Coast Classic, the Bayou Classic. Uh, there's a couple of other ones. I don't want to mess them up, but uh, you know, so I get to represent during the tailgating. Uh, I'm gonna be emceeing like a little area for people to come, yeah. have a good time, dance, take some pictures, you know, toast it up a little bit. And I get to travel and get paid to do that. And then also, I'm gonna be one of the MC in game hosts for the College Park Skyhawks this season. Awesome. And then, uh, let's see, uh, this Thanksgiving Saturday, I'll be at the Fox Theater opening for Bill Bellamy, TK Kirkland, Adele Givens. Uh, Damon Williams, D-Lay, and Tony Roberts. That is awesome. So that's going to be lit, man. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's a great fourth quarter, man. Fourth quarter, I'm, I'm in the paint. Man, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm in the paint. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming in with the right, but I'm going to switch to the left. Right, Just so right. let know here I come, you know. Right. Yeah, Everything so, is happening. Yeah, I'm having a good time, man. My energy's been really, really good. Really, really, uh, really, really positive and just like, you know, God, what's what's up? Because I, I really burned it up this summer, just doing a lot of things and running all over the place. Mm. I, I, I just want you to kind of order my steps and let me just kind of follow and be in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing and what's my purpose. Absolutely. And uh, you know, when you chill back sometimes, when you try sometimes we can try to do too much. Yes. And when yes. you sit back and just let your purpose flow, mm -hmm. then things just kind of start to you know fall into place. I got two of those contracts I just mentioned today. Today. Awesome. Got off one phone call and went to another phone call and then it's like boom, you ready? Let's do it. I'm like, yay. And you were saying it was last minute. All of it, yeah, they both were last minute. Uh, see how God works? And it's not about your time, it's about his time. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. God's hilarious. <laughs> he is people don't realize yeah, it yeah. we think about things in life and we look at our troubles and everything and it's like he probably sitting back just laughing like yeah because we get i so gave you the answer what what the hell you doing listen man <laughs> uh, one of the best sermons i ever heard man it's about you know using your gift for what it's meant for because you know god gives us all these gifts and all these keys and all these tools mm -hmm. you know god never made a table you know what I'm saying? He, he never made a refrigerator. Right. You know, all these different things. I can go on, the list goes on. He, he gives somebody the idea. It makes it th that your gift mm -hmm. and your thing, and it's up to you what you do with it. Right. You know, he gives us the tools that we need, and then we just got to take it and go from there. But I don't want to get too deep. You know, that's just... Yeah, get, go on deep. No, no, no. You, know, you trying to get there. deep early. Go on deep. No, 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 no. You know, go on deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Listen, all out necessity. It's yeah, it fine. is. <laughs> As I take okay. a sip of a drink. Hilarious. So uh, Hilarious, right? So, you didn't mention about Principal Green, your character. Oh, yes. So, uh, so I'm playing Principal Green uh, in this pilot uh, with a young lady named Jessica the Prankster. Mm. This young lady is 17 years old. Yes. I and know. she has grown her following to 4 million. Yes. And she got really popular for playing pranks on her My mom. My mom, yes. And uh, so, she decided to write a TV show about it. And it's getting pitched. I mean, it's already in the works because she has such a strong following. Awesome, yeah. And she helped write it at 17. She's really, really talented, great actress. And uh, 
the her co-writer, which is a lady by the name of uh, Maggie Bush, mm-hmm. who's one of Tyler Perry's top writers as well. Okay. Which is look at see how stuff just start lining yeah, up. Yeah, and up. I mentioned Tyler Perry. See what I'm saying? See how it works out. See, I was, I was saving it. I was saving it. <laughs> so Maggie Bush and Eugene Bush, uh, they're, yeah. they're a couple. Uh, they were helping her write it, and they were shooting it, and they was like, "Yo, I know the perfect person to be this principal. I'm gonna introduce you to Rob Minger. She's never met me. She doesn't know me." And I come in and I'm just, you know, chilling, just learning my lines, doing my thing. And then, man, the chemistry was just great. Awesome. She was great. I was great. And we was just going back and forth. The, uh, the humor was perfect. The comedic timing was great. And we had a good time. And we shot it. Uh, we shot like, I think we shot for like 10 to, man, 10 to 12 hours in one day. It was great. Wow. And it's going to be, it's going to be great. I believe it. It was, it was so funny because she's so funny. And her yeah. mom's funny as well. Yes. Yeah. And then just like, you know, I like a principal. How can I be as a principal? So it was a mixture of, uh. Mr. Belding and uh, Carl Winslow ah. put together. That's why I, I blended those people together. That was that's who I pulled from. <laughs> that's a good mixture. That's yeah, a good yeah. Mixture. So it's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be yeah, a, it's gonna be a good time. Sure. I, I had a good time with that. For sure. And then Maggie Bush says she's gonna try to promote me to some other things. So you know. Oh, look at God. Look at look God. Look at God. Let's go. Shout out to your talent. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. yeah. Um. What about the virtual babysitter? The Virtual Babysitter is a movie I just did with uh, Vivian Brazil, which is uh, the widow of Tommy F- Michael Ford from Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is carrying his legacy on really well. She always keeps him in everybody's memory. Uh, she's writing. She's in acting classes. Uh, she's directing. She's producing a lot. And uh, she wrote this, this script uh, during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. And we did a virtual table read. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. I've seen her. I knew her through Tommy. You know, because yeah. Tommy, uh, we kind of hung in some of the same circles, you know, mm-hmm. acting-wise. Uh, and then I would see her all the time, but I didn't know her personally. But we did the table read. It was pretty good read, you know, just one of those things. Yeah. I think it's just a table read. And then a year and a half later, uh, she sends me an email like, uh, can you be on set Monday at 10? Yeah. I'm like, for what? It's a year and a half later, you know what I'm saying? She's like, the table read we did. I was like, oh, bet. And then so she hired me on the spot, and then we shot that <laughs> for a week, and we had a good time, man. I played her. Uh, I have a daughter. I'm a widow. I have a daughter. Uh, and uh, my wife dies, and my schedule is so busy. Uh, I think I'm, I'm playing a lawyer. My schedule is so busy, I need to hire a virtual babysitter. But of course, it becomes a love interest, and I'm gonna just leave right now. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay yeah, yeah. That. yeah, that was my first shirt off scene, by the way. Yes. Oh, first shirt off scene. I had my first shirt off scene oh, in the movie, how, so that was good. How was it? Are you in shape? I'm, I'm pretty nice about it. Oh, okay. Well, God bless. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm ready for me as fitness. Don't worry about it. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, did, I did see a couple videos which you're working on, but I didn't really see a shirt off, so I couldn't yeah, really nah, tell. That's okay. Well, you got to see the movie. I got to see the movie. You got to see the movie. Got to see the movie. Oh, there, right. there we go. I made sure I didn't eat know. that day. I had, I had lettuce for breakfast and lettuce for lunch. <laughs> let us pray. Yeah, let us pray. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so new stuff coming up. Before I get to that, mm-hmm. Out of Luck with Killer Mike. Oh man, so that's still uh, that's still shooting right now. Uh, we went on a pause because uh, he's going on a tour. Okay. But uh, my good uh, good buddy of mine by the name of Mike Allen, uh, who is the owner operator of All In Films, mm-hmm. he works with Killer Mike uh, all the time. He films all his stuff and does all his BTS and all his uh, videos. And he wrote a script for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Yo, Rod, you want to be the lead?" I like just like that, just oh. like that. I like that's what I'm talking about. Right. Sometimes you just gotta be yeah. prepared. Put your foot down in something. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it, man. And that was my first time meeting Killer Mike on set. And uh, now we on a pause until they get back at the end of November. Then we're gonna continue that, and then we're gonna take that and run with it. Awesome. It's called. It's, I'm, 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 a, I'm a seed planner, man. I'm a seed planner, man. It's all coming together. It's all coming together, man. Both, let me tell you something. Must have seed of faith. That's, that's it. right. It's not about it being a small little faith. A must have seed knows it's a tree. 
Absolutely. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm not, I'm not finna keep it I going. told you, you can go deep now. Mm -hmm. you, you can go a little deep. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta know you're a tree. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you do a lot of skits. Yes. Um, very funny. You have some new stuff coming. Yes. Um, in regards to what we were talking about earlier, R. Uh -oh. Kelly, like, what is your thoughts in regards to should we support the music while we convict the man? Like, it's, it's what? A first thing, first thing, <laughs> it's hard to listen to the music and not think about what has happened. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most heinous things that has ever happened in our community. Ever. And the fact that he got away with it so long and damaged so many people and hurt so many people. And you know what bothers me almost more than the crime? is the fact that he kept all the evidence just out. Like he had all those tapes with those girls' names on it. Like when you watch Surviving R. Kelly, it's hurtful. That that was hurtful. It's, it's hurtful. So uh it's it's rough for me, man. It, it kinda catches my attention and, and don't let your playlist be going at when you're having some late night activity. And then that's saying, you know, I feel so. Hit play, please. Hit pause, please. Pause. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think he should be in the rotation of sexual. Nah, activity. nah, he's definitely. It's because what are you thinking about when you listen to it? Yeah. But I tell you what, man, they should put him a studio in that jail. So because that I album right that. there, I don't know what it, man. Could you imagine him talking about uh, trapped in prison? That'd be hilarious. I feel that. I really want them to give him a, like they gave Martha Stewart some, some needles yeah, and, that's and what, that's thread what he does. and stuff. I, I now that, like. I just played to see what he's talking about. I want to see what his experience was like. I mean, it's going to be good. Oh, his experience he produced, I'm talking about oh, the music. The oh, yes. say, he's going to produce. Can you imagine the first time he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without <laughs> the corners cut off? Oh my God. For being hey, in the shower. You had to fight somebody over a honey bun? Wow. Which honey bun? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a honey bun guy. I don't, <laughs> I'm not. See, this well, is why I knew you. Uh -huh. My, my thing is, no, but my thing is, he's no longer a threat. So I feel like we should still let him be gifted. I mean. He's uh, no longer a threat. I, I feel like he should pay. Honestly, if he don't get the needle, he should be enough for life. Wow. But the reality is we shouldn't withhold the gift. Like, I mean, he was gifted and he chose to use those gifts in the wrong way. And that's and now he got to pay the price. Yeah. And that's just what that is. Well, and that's all I have to say about that. Well, <laughs> you going to have more to say. Not about R. Kelly. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> I will not say anything else. Uh-huh. What about his playlist? Oh, oh, listen. I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. Everything in his playlist, I can find a way to make it mean something else in my brain. Every time I hear something. You can. I was listening to I Believe I Can See, Fly the other day, and I was like, you know what? He was talking Man, about. Man, I, I, I can't sleep, baby. Uh, I, I was like, you know what he was talking about? Trapped in the closet. You know what he was talking about? Like, everything I hear is like, you, this is what he was talking about. When you actually go back and listen to it, he was giving it, us all the clues all, the whole time. it made Man. all the sense, and we're like, ooh. I'm like a detective from Scooby-Doo. Cause I'm like, look at that was the cool right about there. He saved me. Come on, that, and then that's that. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm done. <laughs> that's the last thing I was on the topic. I'm about to go catatonic on you. No. Okay? Nope. What about he saved me? What do you have for that? I have nothing. I have nothing. You don't have nothing. I'm saying nothing else about you R. Kelly. You, he can't be redeemed. R. Kelly? Yo. Uh, yeah, he is redeemed. Where he is in prison. I mean, his soul, his spirit. So, I mean, that's up to him and Jesus. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, about, that's up to him. We don't know where he uh, is. He praying right now? Or is he trying to snitch on some other people? What I'm just saying. I, I don't get involved. You know, he did. He saved me. Can't be twisted. He's. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> Who saved you? Who are you referring to? Who are you speaking of, sir? Who are you talking about? Who was in the studio when you recorded that? Oh Who's holding God. the camera? 
what happened that night? You know, it's just all those things. I, I, but see, that's why I don't get into it. I, you know, it goes too far. It's, it's a domino effect. I'm trying to stay away from. You know, I just, it's a you know, it's let go and let God with that. But it's reality. It is reality. It happens all the time. We all have uncles and aunties have done some some crazy mm, stuff. That, that we we don't won't want to even go there. So you know, <laughs> it's okay. It was some real color purple-ish stuff going on. Listen, I promise, listen. when you become adults and you learn about stuff going on in yeah. your family. What was my uncle all those years? You know, I had an uncle, they told me that was in New York and he he's never been to New York in his whole life. That was just cold for jail. But you know, that's just how some families do it. <laughs> and he would call us from New York all the time. Hey, you have a clear call from New York. Okay, oh, what's up, are you still in New York? Yeah, man, just out here hanging on the Statue of Liberty. You know, I'm eight, I don't know any better. Oh, yeah. I know he's never been in New York ever. Under the Statue of Liberty. I just went for the first time in 2018. Really? To New York? To New York, period. Yep. Wow. That's my first time going. I love New York. I love it too. I'm going for Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. I do. I mean, they say it's dirty. It is. But, but I, I mean, just, people in New York know it's I like dirty. The they city. know I like the city life. Yeah, I mean, the old city life is kind of closed now. That's still on phase one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I am going to the Macy's Day Parade uh, this year, so that's going to be cool. They're going to have it? They're going to have it uh, with some, some protocols, but they're going to have it. What does that mean? Like, everybody's six little, feet away? I don't know. I don't, listen, I'm not on this committee. I'm are, are, the, are the floaties going to have masks? The floaties are going to have masks. <laughs> they are gonna, and they're going to be spraying Lysol the whole time. Okay? Like bug spray? Every time. Just make sure you're good. Keep your, keep your eyes closed. This is Lysol on the way down to disinfect your body. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, Macy, keeping everybody safe. Wow. Okay. Um. Yes. So now, what like we're gonna talk about? Like the cards you got right there, like little taboo cards. But go yeah. Ahead. You know. Okay. Okay. You make me feel like somebody over here, girl. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this next uh, segment is called "In the Lab," which is life and balance. Okay. I made it myself. Good job. That was good. I see what you did there. Yeah, I am. In the lab. I wouldn't have guessed that. Hilarious. <laughs> made that up and coined it yourself. Good job. Yeah. So, you're engaged. I am. How long? Uh, I proposed January 3rd of uh, this year. Yay. And then the wedding's April 4th. April 4th next year. Yep. And how long have you two been together? Okay, so that's a funny question. Uh, so, we met. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Uh, we met and called ourselves being friends for a little over a year. Okay. Oh, we're just friends. We're just friends. Oh, we're just homies. You know how that goes. One of those, you know. Oh. Then the friends with benefit thing kicked in, and then uh, and then was uh, some jealousy started to kick in. Mm. And that's when we had to have a real conversation like, yo, I done made you jealous. You done made me jealous. Mm. What is jealousy coming from? Yeah. So let's stop everything. You know, uh, I tell black people all the time, we always try to play with these, uh, these gray spaces. Yeah. And I don't think our community is built for those gray spaces. Because they're always going to lead to insecurities and lead to jealousy, lead to somebody getting hurt, lead to somebody getting upset. So one day we just had to lay it out like, hey, man, what we doing? Because yeah. I was really pissed with you yesterday. <laughs> but I shouldn't have been, but yeah. I was. And then it was the thing where she was pissed with me and she shouldn't have been, but she was. Yeah. And then we just like, let's just, let's, just, let's just do it. So after a year and a half of playing friends, we decided to be like, let's do this. And there's been no looking back. Oh, y'all grew up. Yeah, we grew up, man. Did some grown folk stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like to hear it because, you know, a lot of times we get, well, now that's going through the internet is the red flags. And oh, yeah, I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that. But, yeah, it's good to kind of hear how things manifest into greatness versus, you yeah. know, it's turning out to be, I hate him, I hate her, and this and that. Yeah, it don't have to be like that, man. Uh, I think love is still a great thing for anybody that wants it and right. open to it, but you got to find somebody that wants it, too. Absolutely. And I think what it is, we uh, we find ourselves loving people that only like us. Mm, and then that's where and that's where the conflict starts. And then yeah. you're trying to force them to love you 
the way you love them. Right. You, you can't do that. You got to right. let it be a mutual thing. It's just, right. it, then when it's like that, it'd be a mutual thing. Right. Then it's not a fight. Now, because I tell people, it's work to even be happy. Yeah. You know, so that's why I don't get caught up in, like, people get jealous when they see people's pictures and their captions. Like, that's the fake part. Yeah. The happiness starts at home when you got your bonnet on and your rollers in and your glasses on and your pajama pants and you're just sitting there. How y'all watch TV? How do y'all do dinner? How do y'all pay bills? How do y'all, do y'all have date night? How do y'all have conversations? Can y'all roast each other and not get pissed? Yeah. You know, those are things that are key to me. And just having tough conversations without them ending y'all day. Yeah. It's okay. Just Let's just... Let's just have this random tough conversation and then figure out what we're having for dinner. Yeah. Those are the key things to me. But I'll let you ask questions as you go. No, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't want you know. So, do you have any children? I do I do not have any children. Your fiance has children? No, she does not have any children. You guys ready for children? Not yet. But not you yet. will. Yeah, next next year or the year after. But uh, we'll get through the wedding and then enjoy that for a little while and then we'll see what happens. I you like know. that, a plan, okay. Yeah, we got a plan. But, you know, we're playing a dangerous game, though, because we're not doing anything to prevent it. But, you know. <laughs> So uh, it's all in God's It's more hands. like, get off me! You know, it's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that when you're married. Uh, yes, you can. That's, all, that's the only way to not get pregnant. You have, somebody got to move. Because there's only one way to get pregnant. But it's you either move still, or you don't. I still feel like, you, well, why don't you just wear a uh, protection? Wait, did, did, did you mean that? Or did it sound good? To say? I mean, it's, did you mean it's that the same thing, though. It's did, the same thing. I'm sorry. Thing. I'm sorry. You're going to look me in the face. <laughs> And say you meant that, or did you say it because it sounds great for your show? It, I didn't mean it, but it, of course you didn't mean it. The the point it's is, it's it is. It's if you're not going to finish, it's, it's been it's been working. It's been working just fine. Well, it's now because you're not you haven't tied a knot. But I'm saying when you marry, like it's, it's, the, it's the same get off me method. Get off me. Are <laughs> uh, you it, it, one way or the other? Either her saying it to me or me saying it to her. Get off me. Oh and that's my it. god. <laughs> and that's it. We're working with that. Oh but now we will have children one day. I, I look forward yeah. to the day. Yeah. Uh, we'll start sometime late next year. We'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Cool. But yeah, that was that was a thing too, man. Uh, I was really uh, intentional about that. I didn't. Um, um, I my last longest relationship, uh, the girl had a daughter, mm -hmm. which I don't knock this, but I just said, you know, you have to learn from your mistakes in relationships. Mm -hmm. And I tell people start learning from those mistakes and start realizing what you needed from that relationship mm -hmm. and what you actually had from right. that relationship that you need to continue to have. Right. So uh, I learned when you date somebody that has children and you don't for a long period of time, when y'all break up, that's two breakups yes. or four, you know, depending on how many children the, they have. Right. But with me, it was one. And I just told myself, uh, I didn't want to put myself in that predicament ever again. Yeah. I don't have a problem with single mothers. Actually, in Atlanta, some of the most beautiful women here are mothers. mothers yeah. I tell people that all the time. But it just wasn't, I didn't want that to be in, in my regiment anymore. Yeah. Because it's just like, that was two heartbreaks. Yeah. You, lose the, you lose the woman, you lose the child, and then, you know, you don't have a biological, you know, just a, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's a thing. So I just, like, I was really intentional about making sure I dated someone that didn't have kids, and I didn't have any as well. Right. Okay, okay. Intentional. So being an entertainer, like how is that being in a relationship and knowing that you have to be on the road a lot and doing different gigs and hosting everywhere around the world? Like how is that a strain on the relationship at times or? Uh, I've had relationships where it was, okay. but this 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 isn't it. Okay. She is uh, really, really great with uh, working with my schedule. Uh, she actually likes to come to a lot of my shows. Cool. She likes to come. Uh, and what I like about her, uh, she's helped me get stronger. She writes notes and gives them to me right after the show. And she gives it to me straight shot, no chaser. Like, hey, man, that was funny, but what if you took this off? Or what if you said this faster? Or what if you said this slower? Or what if you were more animated with this right here? Hey, Rob, I watched you do four different sets in the last month. You know, 
you know, we uh, we kind of categorize them. Yeah. So I have what's called, I have my black set, I have what's called my Disney set, uh, and then I have what's called my church set. Okay. And then, you know, she'll go in and kind of sit in the crowd, and then she'll come to the green room and be like, hey man, this is the crowd for your Disney set. Okay. This is the crowd for your church set. You know, this is the crowd for, this your black set. You okay. need to hit them fast and aggressive. And I like somebody that can just like break me down like that. And yeah. she she knows when I'm nervous. Uh, she she always finds the perfect words to say. So I'm thankful to have somebody like that. She's like oh, a real, she's a great companion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I had a really weird moment uh, that nobody would understand but her just last Friday. So I did a show with Steve Brown and Christopher Columbus mm -hmm. at this new place that's opening in uh, Columbus, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we get there, my dad's family, uh, my dad passed when I was 15. Uh, we're not the closest, okay. uh, not out of them being mean or me being mean. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. My dad died when I was young, and then I went off to college, mm -hmm. and then I didn't really come back to visit. And you know, they didn't come to visit. It, it's nobody's fault. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I got to the show, they came and surprised me. Right. And I'm talking about an auntie I haven't seen since I was probably 22, uh, a cousin I haven't seen since college, which is funny. The last time I seen them, we got in a fight with some guys at a club. That's how young we was. We still uh, in fist fights at clubs. Yeah. And then I had two cousins there that I had never even met. And like that just, like that was so great that, you know, we always feel like, social media got you feel like you gotta be so close to everybody, but sometimes it's just having somebody to be there in a special moment that's really important, you know what I mean? Right. And it, it meant so much for me to see them there. I, mean, I was just like, man, I was telling her, I was like, yo, this is my auntie, this is my cousin. Yeah. You know, uh, my mother has a, this cousin that I seen, I hadn't seen him since I was, what, 20, 19 or 20? Mm -hmm. My mom has a, picture of us in a frame at the house. We were wrestling over, uh, you're probably too young to know about it. Do you remember those little Flintstone cars the kids used to have? You had to run with it. Yeah. They were red at the bottom and yellow at the top. Yeah. So we were we was fighting over who was gonna drive it. <laughs> and my mom caught a Polaroid picture of it and she framed it at the house. And you know, I, I think about him every time I see it. But I just haven't got around to calling him. He hasn't got around to calling me, but he was there. And then as I'm embracing that, five minutes later, Steve Brown walks in. And he's like, yo, right, you headlining tonight versus just featuring. I'm a host, Chris, you're gonna feature Rod, you're gonna headline. And that moment right there, without her being there, yeah. it might have been overwhelming. Yeah. But she seen my facial expression when he said that. I was yeah. like, he didn't know, he didn't even know what had just happened. Had, yeah. She was like, hey, hey, come with me to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, hey, get your ass together. Yeah. Get your stuff together. You built for this. Yeah. You've been working for this. Yeah. You've been training for this. Mm -hmm. You already got this. Yeah. That don't change nothing. Absolutely. You know, you do what you've been working on. Your family's gonna enjoy it and go have a good time. And that just kind of eased the, eased the tension. I went and had a great set, and we're on to the next. So it's, it's we haven't had any issues uh, with me traveling or doing shows. She actually is really helpful. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. You got a good one. Yeah, yeah she's great, man. She's really, really dope, man. I, I got lucky. Awesome. Okay, okay. So before we end, I like to kind of do something fun. Well, before, yeah. It's been an hour already? Jesus. It's oh. not really been an hour, but depending on how long this takes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're a drum major. Uh, wow, you dug deep for that I one, didn't did. you? I did. Wow, that I was did. really, really a long time ago. Did I surprise you? <laughs> I don't think I even posted that anywhere. How did you find that out? Uh, oh, I'm a PI. Oh my gosh, the poor bastard that you're gonna date. He better not ever <laughs> cheat or write on any girl's page. Young man, if you're gonna date Elo, don't comment on anybody's page. I was a drum major 22 years ago. Listen. Wow. Yes, I was drum major still in college. Though, but um. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I I I am a PI. Um, but yeah, okay, so we're gonna kinda do <laughs> I cannot believe you do that. That's funny. Oh yeah. Go ahead. yeah. 
Doug. I was like, mm, let's yeah, see. Yeah, drum major still in college. Let's see what he Tuscaloosa, don't talk about. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was my thing. That's okay. my entertainment career started. So I take that you watched the movie Drumline. Of course I did. Of course. So that's what these questions are. Oh my god. Just gosh. Drumline trivia. Oh, Drumline trivia. Yeah. Let's do it. A little easy, a little easy. A little easy. That's, not, that's not bad. That, that's not how real band is, but it was a good movie. I mean, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you know. That's not how I was in band in like a more hectic, sixth grade. A little more hectic than that, but uh, we ain't got to go into a little detail. It was. Yeah. Questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we start with the easy ones first. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the college that Devon Miles attends? Atlanta A and T. E Yay! You got yeah, it. You got softball, it. Softball question. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why did uh, Devin have to take a percussion class? Why did Devin have to take a percussion class? Because he couldn't read music. Yes, that is correct. He was he was told to go so he can learn music. He was a natural, which a lot of drummers are. Yes, and, and we're gonna talk about that too later. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was the name of the director of the band? Oh, you man. You gotta know this. You gotta know this. Oh, no. What was his name? Come on. Oh, it's my boy from Saturday Night Live. Yes, come on. Oh, this is gonna drive me crazy. Hold on. Oh. I can't remember. No, think, think, think. I remember him saying, Mr. Miles. I know. Think, think, think. What's our band motto? Oh, I can't remember his name. What was his name? Mr. Dr. Almost. Oh, no. It's Dr. Uh, Almost. What does it start with? Give me the letter. L. Oh, that's so embarrassing. I don't. I do not. Rem it's not Lewis. No. It's not Lance. It's not uh. Come on, it's so easy. Doctor. Doctor Lee. Yes, I knew you oh, would get it. Man, that, <laughs> do you know how upset I would have been if I would have guessed that? Oh, oh my gosh, I'd have been so mad with myself when I got in the car. I'm like, damn it, it's Doctor Lee. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm one of those people. I can't let trivia go. I have to keep. Me yeah, too. yeah, it just drives me yes. insane. Yes, okay. Oh, my hand started sweating. Oh, goodness. Uh, what instrument did Devin play at his graduation? Snare drum. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty simple. I mean, he played snare drum the whole movie. That was not a hard question. I mean, it was supposed to be a tricky question. It's, it it's snare for both. Okay. And guess what, they, what were they playing? The uh, bumblebee thing. No. What? What were they playing at the graduation? Oh, what song? the Michael Jackson. No, they wasn't. No, which one? It was playing I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. They were. They were. Oh, snap. Da, 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 See? Da, da, da. See? And then Devin. You love R. Kelly. Just say it, man. I mean, he's a great singer. He was. He was a great singer. He was. He is a great singer to this day, but he just a, he's also an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last, um, last question. Mm -hmm. What was the concept that Dr. Lee was teaching? Wasn't this 70s music or 80s? Done. No. Michael Jackson. The Dun. concept of the movie, like, what was his actual concept? Dr. Lee's concept of the drumline movie? The band, yeah. The entire concept. Oh, one band, one sound. Yes! That's not the concept. That's the band motto. But that's what. That's, That's what the trivia question said. So it was. No, it's, it's what's the band motto. That's the band motto. No, it's not the concept. You can't do that. The band. What the motto? That was of the a movie. trivia question. I can't change the people's well, question. The, the concept of the movie is what the, the movie is about. But that it's was about the, band, being in band. And, yeah, but that was the whole. Oh my gosh! Who wrote this? Not, that bastard. I don't. Oh. Unbelievable. That's not the. You don't even know them. But that's the 
that's not, <laughs> that's not the concept. That's the band motto. Those are two different things. I could have got that wrong for no reason. You, But you didn't get it wrong. I mean, okay, I'm with you. But you had to kind of pull you, it out. But you like, you got it right. You're right. All right, I'm letting, I'm, I'm letting it go. I'm done with it. <laughs> so back to being a drum major. Yes, that's All hilarious right, that you found that out. That is <laughs> yeah. very funny, actually. So um, what is it with musicians and comedy? Because I think I find that out a lot that that is uh, like a, it goes hand in hand. Uh, I don't I can't say I can't speak for anybody else, but I, um, I can I can speak for them because I know them. So. I don't know a lot of I don't know a lot of entertainers that were in the band. I do. I'll say I didn't I didn't pick up one it that way. Uh, for, <laughs> for me, um, I knew as a child that I wanted to be an entertainer, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what type. What type. Uh, but I come from one of those uh, blue-collar, really hard-working families where people were truck drivers, worked at factories, mm -hmm. city jobs, military, and that's all we had. There was no entrepreneurs, there was no entertainers, and there's no knock against them. They worked hard right. and they were very driven for that. Right. Uh, but I knew young I wanted to be entertained. I remember like uh, me and my grandmother, uh, we used to watch Comic View together. And <laughs> she would, uh, she started to pick up on that. I would watch Martin and memorize his set. And I would do it, and then I would do it, but bleep the cuss words out. Yeah. And she'd be like, nah, you gotta put the cuss words in it. <laughs> and, oh, grandma. and I'm five, <laughs> right? And then uh, when the family would come over, she's like, yo, man, listen to Ryan tell these jokes. <laughs> and then it would just crack up, right? So then for years, that was like the thing, you know, when the family got together, I was always the one that was funny and yeah. entertaining, and I was really uh, a real extrovert as a child. And then uh, as I started to get older, instead of them uh, being pushy towards it, they became more resistant. It's like, oh, he's not growing out of this. Uh, and so then, but, and it was, and I tell people, they always feel like it's a negative. It wasn't a knock against them. I was doing something that my family hadn't seen hadn't before. Seen, right. So sometimes you're the person in your family that got to do something that nobody's seen to make right. them understand it. Right. And so as a child, I understand it. So I, I knew I wanted to do entertainment, but I just didn't know how. Then I was just like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I am too old. Right. Maybe, you know, I'm already 12. You know, which is, which is, <laughs> right. I'm still a child. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, my family's saying that it's stupid, so I should think it's stupid. So then I pick up a trumpet at 12. Mm. My grandfather played the trumpet. Uh, then I started playing trumpet. Then he's like showing me how to play, but I'm in class. Ah. But I'm very competitive. So I didn't like being shocked with what we were gonna play the next day in band. So I would go ahead with him. But now he's showing me, but within two months, mm. I was better than him. Cause he had put it down for so long. Yeah. But I love that we were working together. So I never let him know that I was past him. Yeah. So I would let him keep teaching me just so we could have our yeah. bonding time. Yeah. And just to know that as a child, but I was like, man, I like that we're spending time and we're, we're learning trumpet like this. And then uh, we started doing concerts and I enjoyed that. My family's coming to the concerts. I'm playing at the Christmas concert. Yeah. I'm playing in the spring concert, but it hasn't hit me yet. Then my ninth grade year, Titanic had just came out. Mm. The movie Titanic. And uh, we have a spring concert and we're playing, uh, we're playing the soundtrack from Titanic. Mm -hmm. So that's a So we're playing that, right? And then uh, that part is a baritone solo. Mm -hmm. And my band director walks up to me, he's like, hey Rod, how'd you like to uh, play the baritone? I was like, why would I play the baritone? He said, well, we're playing this Titanic song and there's a baritone solo. Yeah. So we switch to the baritone, let me give you a couple of lessons. They're the same fingerings. Mm -hmm. So people that don't know that, baritone and trumpet are the same fingerings. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you come with me after the school a couple of days and you're gonna have a, a solo in the concert. I'm like, what? Bet. So <laughs> we already had band practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah but I had to stay up on Monday and Wednesday as well mm -hmm. to learn the baritone. Yeah. And then I do this, uh, it's time for me to play the solo, I have to stand up and I have to play it. So I'm the whole little climax of the song. Mm -hmm. 
And then when it was over, the crowd started clapping. Mm. And that was the moment. I'm like, yo, I'm supposed to always have those reactions. Yeah. And then I remember telling my family, like, yo, I like hearing the crowd respond positively to something I've done on stage. Right. So, oh, here you go. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then I had to build a different mindset. Mm. I said, this is something I'm gonna have to do without them knowing. Yeah. So then I just stuck with the band. I go off to college and I, I march high school drum major as well. I'm drum major in high school and I'm getting these all bases for the crowd. The news people are talking to me because I was one of the first black male drum majors at my high school. Okay. So then that's like, you know, they can't ask me, like, yo, what's it feel like to be one of the first black people to be <laughs> drum major in high school? I went to a school that was 50 50 white and black. Back then, now it's the, one of the most hood schools in Montgomery. Hilarious. Mm. Shout out to JD. Uh, <laughs> and then I leave from there and go to Stillman mm. and I become drum major there. And then uh, by my junior year, I'm sitting in the game and I realized I don't like being in the band anymore. Mm. But I'm about to graduate. Yeah. So then uh, they put up a flyer that they're gonna do a play at the school, an audition, I book it. And I meet a guy by the name of uh, Dr. Jonathan Awari. He's this high, highly trained thespian. And we do this play and he said, hey Rod, you seem really like competitive. Like you just wanna know everything. I wanna know everything. I wanna know how the lights work. Mm. I wanna know how, you know, this, how do you know how where to put us, how to block us? I right. want to know, like, how do you learn your lines? And he's like, you know what? Instead of being in the play, why don't you be my stage manager? And I explain to you why after the show is over. Now, in the moment, my feelings were hurt. I'm like, why are you going to take me out of the play? Like, am I trash? Like, what's going on? You know what yeah. I mean? So then uh, we're having rehearsals. And then every time we have rehearsal, he'd come in and cut on all the lights in the theater. Then he would leave. So then I would be running the rehearsal. I'm like, hey, so this is the, this looks funny like this. And you you go be here, you be this. Hey, try the red light versus the blue light, and this and the third. Hey man, that's too long. And I'm, I'm just going, 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 going. And then we do the play, and then uh, we're talking, and then, uh, he gets up after the show is over, and I'm just standing backstage. He's like, I want to bring out uh, the first student director I ever had. Mm. And he said, Rod didn't know this till this moment. He said, I want him to be a student director because Rod has something that I know he has an entertaining spirit. And he needs to keep going with this. And I know he feel like he's about to graduate and it's too late, but it's not. He said, I didn't direct this, Rod did. And he said, he just came to me for notes. He was always like trying to figure it out. And then the crowd, there's that clap again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to be an entertainment, yeah. but by any means necessary at this point. Mm -hmm. And then when he did that, then he, uh, he just pushed me from it. He kind of gave me some contacts of who to call, how to take some acting classes, colleges I should try to go to. And then I haven't stopped. Oh, and cool. now he's not even acting anymore. He uh, went back to school and became a doctor. Oh. And I call him, I text him uh, on Messenger on Facebook like once or twice a year. My Dr. Warrior, like, thank you. Because he always congratulates me when I book something. I'm like, yo, man, you don't realize what an impact you had on right. me as a 20-year-old uh, college student. Mm -hmm. Like, that changed the trajectory of where I was going. Because yeah. I could have just went and been a band director and just did that till I died. But I would have been miserable. Yeah. And now I get to do cool things like come and talk to you about what I'm doing. I know. And about my one line on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they they have another um, game season uh, coming out. Yeah, that's the thing. Once you're on it, you can't be on it again. Really? Mm -hmm. That's what they said? That one line cut me out. Oh, <laughs> my God. But it's cool, man. I met like like I met some cool people, like you know, yeah. like I said, Durbin, Melanie. That's I met, okay. Tyler Perry's yeah, here. Yeah, I met uh, Wendy Raquel. She was really nice. Yeah. Uh, I met uh, the guy that played Malik. What's his real name? Jose. Uh, Jose's... Uh, Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. And he's from Montgomery as well. Really? So we all bumped into each other at a, uh, at a rap party. And we started talking. Cool. He's like, you from Montgomery? You from the Gulf? I went to Lee. I went to JD. Oh. We started talking. And then we just talking. That and then sounds exact, yeah. Yeah. And then Wendy Raquel, like, you funny, man. It's like, I need to introduce you to uh, JB Smooth. That never happened. So, Wendy, if you see this. <laughs> he needs his introduction. You never introduced me to JB Smooth. So I'm still waiting on that. Uh, you know, I know it's it like almost 20 years ago, but, you know, just I'm still waiting. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sure she'll hit you up. Yeah, just, just tag her in there so she yeah, knows. Yeah, for sure. Wendy Raquel told me you was going to introduce me to Gabby Smooth. Absolutely. Smooth. Her thought was funny. And I never and, and I'll get that. to meet her as well. So. Yeah. yeah. But I do appreciate her saying that. That was really cool that she was so down to earth. She was so nice and yeah. she's really, really funny in real life. Cool. But yeah, so that was the band story. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. This is our time. I appreciate you stopping by and giving me a little bit of Rob Minger's world. I, I appreciate the invite, man. This is hilarious. Good, hilarious. Yeah. So if you don't have your hilarious gear, uh, go to my website, robminger.com. That's R-O-D-M-I-N-G-E-R. Uh, I have hoodies. I have T-shirts. I have coffee mugs. I have hats. So go on there and support the hilarious. It's not about me being the most hilarious person. It's because I have a hilarious spirit. And I feel like in anything that you go through, whether it's in one of your peaks and valley moments, you can still find something hilarious that's going on to keep your spirits lifted up. And that's how I started this brand. So get you a hilarious merchandise or get some of my Who Gonna Stop Me merchandise. And I started the Who Gonna Stop Me merchandise because the only person that can stop you from being great is you. Nobody else. So whenever you're trying to do something, somebody tell you you can't do it, you look them in the face and say, who gonna stop me? And no matter what they say, you know that the only person that can stop you is you. So just keep going. Absolutely. Rob Minger said it. And that's where that came in. Oh. See what I'm saying? I gave you the origin story right there. That was, that was a little movie right there. Listen, you, you know. I'm going in with the right, but I'm going to switch to the left just because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And let them know where they can find you on social media. Uh, on Instagram, I'm rod.minger. That's R-O-D dot Minger, M-I-N-G-E-R. If you can't spell Minger or Finger or Singer, don't worry about it. I don't need you to follow me. Okay. And then you also can follow me on YouTube, uh, just YouTube.com forward slash Rod Minger. Same thing on Facebook and the same thing on Christian Mingers. Christian Mingles, um, yeah. you should probably be activated. You're getting married. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a whole bunch of old ladies on that time. Hey, baby. You know. <laughs> Can't be messing with them cougars. Not nah, man. Listen, they'll change your life. They will. Mm -hmm. They will. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you, man. I appreciate this. Of course, of course. Thank you guys for another episode. Tonight actually wraps up season one. What? So yeah, we'll be back next week with season two starting episode one. But wait a minute, so you said I'm the season finale and you didn't tell me? Yeah. I I told you. We gotta do the whole show over again. We gotta start over and talk about that. That's a big deal. It's too late. No, we gotta take it back to the top because go ahead. All right, do y'all. We can't take it to the yeah, we can't take it back to the top. Okay, go ahead. We're out of time. But, um, yes, season one finale tonight. Um, thank you again every Monday, 8 p.m. YouTube, All Out Necessity. It has been great, and I'll see you guys later. So, listen, make sure you stay tuned in every Monday to All Out Necessity for love, life, and entertainment. Because guess what? It's all out now, baby. <laughs>